From Middlebury College, this is It's Not What You Think, a show about the way we navigate life unfolding. I'm Erin Davis. Think for a minute about where you're from, about your neighbors, your go-to family dinner when everyone was too busy to plan a meal. Presuming you don't live there anymore, what is it that you carry with you from that place? Is it an accent, an ethos, or an attitude? Crystal Brown is from a town where nobody needs to know your name. They just say, oh, you're Jackie's daughter, or you're Reese's sister, or you're Maury's daughter. You live up the hill, not down the hill. The town is called Kinston, North Carolina. That's Kinston, no G. When I grew up, it was an all-American city, and now it's probably in the top 10 for crime. But most people only know it because they stopped there to get a barbecue sandwich on the way to the beach. Even though Kinston had a lot of passers through, Crystal's family had been there for generations. Her grandmother was raised in Kinston, and her mother, Jackie, too. And she was born down the hill, which means basically means she was born poor. She married my father and moved up the hill. And like the Jeffersons, she was on the come up. By the time Crystal was born, Jackie had figured a few things out about Kinston. My mother, for all of the things that she is not, she is very strategic. Jackie started maneuvering on Crystal's behalf while Crystal was still in grade school. I kind of was forced to integrate the academically gifted classes. That was what they called them back in the day when I was in elementary school, AG classes. And I doubt that I was the smartest little black girl in the school, but my mother was adamant enough to keep going to the office, being like, you got another spot? You want to give her the test again? She'll stay after school. Like all these things, you know, she was nudging them in a way that other parents didn't have the courage to or didn't want to, didn't want to enter into that battle. So around second or third grade, I had to switch classes. Um, And the friends that I had gotten used to, I would only see them in the hall. Uh, And then we'd go home, you know, and then I'd try to, you know, talk to my friends after school. And I had a different way of talking. I had a different way of being. I just knew more things. Um, And so the kind of aspect that we talk about a lot in terms of code switching came to me very early. And so I was always in kind of in between. So I I went through all that, that, you know, that kind of shifting back and forth, shape shifting, cultural shifting, understanding who I was in various community structures. And then the dancing leveled all the other biases out. I was no longer the smart black girl. I was the dancer. When I went to school as an undergrad for dance, if you don't know anything about dance, there are various sectors of the field. um, And there is, from from who I am and what I look like, I should have been trained as a black dancer. I was not. I was trained as a white downtown release modern dancer. And maybe you don't know what that means, but you could Google it. it. Means that I wasn't trained in fundamentals of black dance techniques like Horton or Dunham. I was trained in release techniques. Uh, But these two training backgrounds separate the field. So when I graduated from college, looking like this, 5'3", 160 pound, black dancer, I didn't even know how to get a job. I, I was out of the small town where being Jackie's daughter mattered. So luckily, Uh, This uh, pioneer in the field named Chuck Davis gave me a job out of college in a West African dance company and really took pity on me because in in the interview, I even said, I have no West African dance background, but if you give me this job, I'll work really hard. And that's what happened. So uh, in my field, talent is thousands of 
people who are much better dancers than me. Um, but if you don't know the right people, if you don't have the right stamp, you can't get in the next door. So Chuck Davis putting his stamp on me in the beginning got me into number of doors got me into a Liz Lerman door got me into a Bill T. Jones door got me into an Urban Bushwoman door got me into a door that let me start my own company and be noted in the field so there were all these different things um, different doors that opened but they they were opening because of what I was taught in that little town it's not what you know it's who you know so I learned a lot of things growing up as Jackie's daughter over the course of her career, Crystal has lived in D.C., Maryland, New York, and now, once again, she's in a small town. Only this time, she's the mom to her son, Gabe. For me right now, Middlebury is home because it's Gabe's home. It's where he's been to school, where he's made relationships, where he sees people. We consider family as the people who take care of you and love you. They don't have to be biologically related to you. Every place I'm in, that's my family. So. Oftentimes I'll say, oh, you're going to, Auntie so-and-so is coming to get you. And he goes, now is this family family or dance family? My heart will always be in North Carolina. His home is here, but home for us is the people who are in our lives. Wherever they are is where home is. Crystal Brown is an assistant professor of dance at Middlebury College and founder of In Spirit a dance ensemble dedicated to featuring and lifting the voices of women in dance. And if you don't know what downtown release dance looks like, you're not the only one. I had to Google it, so I put a video on our website, midcast.midcreate.net. That's two Ds in midcast and midcreate.net. And that is our show. Special thanks for this episode go to Andy Lloyd, Professor Rachel Jew, Katie Smith-Abbott, Gabby Fuentes, and Matt Lennon. Thank you, everyone. I'm Erin Davis, and this has been It's Not What You Think, a production of Middlebury College. Thanks for listening.